Bonnie Ware, a hospice nurse from Australia, had the honor of being a caregiver of elderly patients in the last three to 12 weeks of their lives. Now, interestingly, she began noticing a common theme of great remorse among people nearing the end of their lives. There was no mention of wishing for more Facebook followers or working longer hours at the office or even making a million dollars. Quite the opposite. As much of her time was spent in silence, sitting beside these aging patients, she just began to journal their intimate discussions. Now, the reason I'm telling you this, there's a purpose, but with each patient, she realized her role as a caregiver was more about listening to their dying epiphanies more than anything else. With more clarity of vision than they'd had in their younger years, they just needed an ear to reveal their deepest sorrows as they neared their final moments. Here's what she heard. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. She said this was the most common regret of all. She said when people realize that their life is almost over and they look back clearly on it, it's easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. She said most people had not honored even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to the choices they made or didn't make. She said health brings a freedom that very few realize until they no longer have it. I don't know if this shakes you up like it did me, but it reminds me of that famous quote from Miles Monroe. Here's what he said. He said, the richest place in the world, it's not the diamond mines of South Africa or the oil fields of the Middle East. The wealthiest place in the world is the graveyard. He said, in the grave, there are books that were never written, songs that were never sung, businesses never started. Don't go to the grave with your dream still in you. By the way, I'm Terry Savelle Foy, your cheerleader of dreams, and I believe deep down you know your life is meant to be something more. And simply by watching this video, I'm going to help you start with three simple steps in the right direction to help you have a year to remember in the best way possible. <laughs> now, before I share these three steps, would you just take one second and become one of my subscribers? I'm believing for 250,000 subscribers this year, and I want you to know that I value every single one, truly. And when you subscribe, it encourages me more than I can even say. So would you just let me know if these videos are helping you at all by subscribing to our channel? And I wanna say how much I truly appreciate you. And of course, I wanna give back to you for subscribing. This is the last week of January and I'm practically giving away my $97 online vision board course for only $8. Now you still get the exact same content at the $97 price for only $8. And I will teach you everything I have learned to discover your dreams, set goals, make your vision board, use your faith to believe while you're waiting. I'll share with you everything God has taught me to live your dreams. So all you have to do is click the link in the description and you can access the $97 vision board course for only $8. And I forgot to mention you are also gonna get six online training videos plus the ebook and the e-workbook, Dream It, Pen It, Live It. So I hope this is a blessing to you this week. Okay, let's walk through the three steps to live the life Jesus died for you to live, which is a blessed, fulfilling life, right? Okay, number one is imagine your ideal life. You know, Albert Einstein is the one who said, imagination is everything. He said, it's simply a preview of life's coming attractions. 
You know, I think about the story of a beautiful young woman with a thick country accent who grew up in the foothills of Tennessee. She said her father never learned to read or write, and she was one of 12 children from a very poor family. She said she would put a tin can on a tobacco stick, jab it in the floor of their old cabin porch. That was her imaginary microphone. She said the chickens in the yard were her audience. She said she would just imagine that her old ragged clothes were dresses with rhinestones. In her mind, she was on stage with her guitar singing to thousands of people. Well, Dolly Parton used her imagination as a child and then she just became what she saw. Well, do you know what the, one of the biggest selling movies of all time is? It's Star Wars. Other top grossing films are E.T., Jurassic Park, Avatar. Now notice each of these highest grossing films of all time demand that you use your imagination. See, when you were a child, it was so easy to do that. I mean, there were no limitations on who or what you could be. But then as you grow up, many of us forget how to use our imagination and dream big. Well, I found out it's one of the keys of the most successful dream achievers. Your imagination serves a much bigger purpose for you than just kids playing dress up. No, it starts with just getting quiet and just dreaming because God has an assignment for you and it's gonna require activating your imagination to find out exactly what that mission is. Well, I want you to know that God wouldn't put a dream in your heart if he didn't intend for it to happen. In fact, 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. But you gotta be very specific about what you want. You know, Brian Tracy said, clarity is one of the single most important qualities of goal setting. And he said, it's perhaps the most important single quality of success. Well, the thing is, most people spend more time thinking about what they don't want than what they do want. They can easily tell you what they don't want. You know, I don't want to live here for the rest of my life, but they don't define where they want to live. I don't want to work at this job forever, but they never decide where they do want to work. Talking about what you don't want, it's not going to change anything. That's like going to a restaurant. I have this menu here. Imagine going to a restaurant and you tell the waiter, um, I don't want lasagna. I definitely don't want the fettuccine. Um, I'd hate to have pizza another day. The waiter is just going to be so frustrated thinking, I can't bring you anything until you tell me what you do want, right? Well, see, God is asking you, what do you want? He can't change your circumstances until you get clear on what you do want. So start putting some thought into it. You know, I encourage you to add intense clarity to your dreams and goals this year. Of course, I'm going to walk you through exactly how to do that with the vision board course. So don't worry about that right now. But the next thing you must do to stay motivated all year long is this. Number two, turn your car into a classroom. You know, Napoleon Hill said, the person who stops studying merely because he finished school is forever hopelessly doomed to mediocrity. Well, Entrepreneur Magazine, they highlighted a research by Tom Corley on the habits of the wealthy people versus the habits of poor. And they were just looking for these common habits of wealthy people that they shared in order to become so successful. Well, one of the habits, and I might add, this is the easiest one, to adapt 
is the practice of listening to audio teaching during their commute. The study found that 63% of the wealthy people learn on the go, and only 5% of the poor find it important. Successful people have successful habits, right? And the successful attend, they call it, Automobile University. Well, did you know that you can actually get to a place in your life where you enjoy traffic jams? <laughs> Why? Because you're growing, your faith is increasing, your knowledge is expanding, and your fears are minimizing as you listen to uplifting teaching. In fact, Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I found out the average American tracks 12,000 miles per year on their car. Now that's the equivalent of spending 300 hours behind the wheel. Do you think your faith would be larger if you listened to 300 hours of positive teaching? When you look at your vision board on the wall displaying so many impossible looking dreams and goals, are you gonna respond with fear or faith? Well, it depends on what you're feeding the most. And if you have 300 hours of faith-building teaching deposited on the inside of your spirit, you're gonna respond with great faith. So turn your car into a classroom and just start this habit today. Number three, declare your destiny. You know, I read where 90% of all first-time businesses fail. 90% of all second-time businesses succeed. However, 80% of all people never try a second time. They give up after the first opposition and never fulfill what God put in their hearts to do. So let me ask you, do you feel like the dream in your heart is hopeless, like it's so out of reach? Well, Ezekiel 37 tells of a man who faced a dead, barren situation, helpless to make any changes on his own. It was a literal valley of dead bones, which I just happen to have here. But listen to this. God set Ezekiel down in the middle of this valley of dead bones. I picture like a creepy Stephen King movie, you know. <laughs> but he set him in the middle of that and he asked him, he said, can these bones live? Now picture this in your mind. There was no sign of life. It was all dead. He's looking at it. He saw the proof. Nothing is happening. It was over. Now think about that in reference to your dreams. You know, sometimes there are so many negatives around us and it seems like everywhere we turn, there's no hope to be found. You know, these dreams are not going to live. It's over. It's ridiculous at this point. It appears dead. Well, God is asking you today what he asked Ezekiel. Can these bones live? In other words, can this barren, dried up dream still live? In the very next verse, God gave Ezekiel the secret to resurrecting a dead dream. You know what he said? Two words, speak life. Now notice the solution to giving life to death is in the words of your mouth. The very next verse says, so I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. God gave them life again, and he will do the same for your dreams, but you have to speak to them. The dreams in your heart come to life by speaking words of life over them. So I want to encourage you, don't put it off another day. Invest in yourself, invest in your dreams by taking the vision board course. And you can start right now enrolling in this $97 vision board course for only $8. I'm going to help you get your dreams back. 
Get your goals in place. Stay motivated all year long, but you have to take the first step by clicking the link in the description and sign up today. I want you to know you have not lived your best days yet. God has so much more for your life. You just have to dream again. I would be honored to help you get going. So don't forget, I am cheering you on to live your dreams.